and welcome to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blinderman. I'm a professionally certified ADHD coach with over 10 years experience. And I also am personally impacted by ADHD and have several family members who are also impacted to varying degrees. Because of that impact and the motivation that it created, I have found my passion is researching and finding ADHD-friendly ways to introduce tools and routines and systems into my life in order to thrive with ADHD. And I bring them here and share them with you in the hopes that they do the same in your life. So today I'm going to be talking about a celebration that has to do with my cell phone. And then I'm going to share some ADHD-friendly tips that could help you if you're looking for a similar um, strategy to help you manage your cell phone with a little bit more ease. Then my topic this week is Thanksgiving tips, where I'm going to dive into some things that have worked for me and how I capture them in my personal owner's manual. And then I'm also going to talk about time horizons and what they are and how they work with ADHD brain wiring so that you can maybe use some tools to stretch yours. And then I'm going to share a social outings update for my 22 and 22 list. And then at the end, I will highlight what's coming up in my next episode. But let's start like I always want to with a celebration. And my celebration is I have succeeded in reducing the amount of time I've been on my cell phone this week. And that's something I've been trying to do for a while. So it's a pretty big win. And I want to share some ADHD-friendly tips that work for me and just invite you, if you'd like to get off your cell phone a little bit more, to consider if something I share works or if not, what would help you to do that a little bit more easily. So the first thing that I did was when I'm in my office, I do use my phone often in my work, but when I finish work and I leave my office, I really don't want to be on my phone, but I have a hard time not keeping it in my site and going on it because I have some of my adult kids are out of state and I just have that, that, that feeling of urgency. What if somebody needs me? Um, so I just have started putting it away from me from wherever I am in the house. I'll, I'll plug it in to charge it and leave it. So it's not something I'm kind of mindlessly just grabbing and picking up, which I found that I do a lot. I might have great intentions not to pick it up, but if I can see it and and certainly if I can reach it, I can't resist. So I just started putting it out of reach when I'm not in my office and that has worked really well. And the other thing I did to try to minimize how much I go on it during the day is I set my phone to grayscale. That was something that I learned um, from an article that I was reading on some tips to do exactly what I was trying to do, which is get off my phone and um, resist going on it. And one of the tips was to set the settings on the phone to grayscale. So I'm going to hold up a picture of my, I took a screenshot of my home uh, screen of my phone. So if you're listening to this, I invite you to check out my ADHD friendly podcast on YouTube if you want to see the pictures, but all it is, is a picture of my home screen in color. And then the exact same screen in grayscale. It just turned it to black and white. It's really bizarre to kind of see my phone in black and white. It's it's definitely not sparkly. But what the article told me really motivated me. They said that research shows that our phones are designed 
to literally hold our focus, to pull us back into them and to keep us on it for as long as possible. So everything in the way that the phone is designed is bright and colorful and sparkly. So your brain is literally being drawn into picking it up and looking at it to get that, that hit of interest when we pick it up. I don't want to be controlled by my phone. I don't want to get my need for building up my neurochemicals in my brain through my phone if I can help it. So I'm just trying to be a little bit more mindful of that. And reading that really motivated me to not let my brain kind of even not being aware that it was happening, be manipulated by my phone into looking at it more often. So I set it to grayscale. And I'm going to tell you really quickly, if you want to do this, I don't know how to do it on an Android device. I apologize. I have an iPhone. So I'm just going to go through the, the steps. My, my hunch is it's probably similar for an Android, but I would need to look that up. Um, so for an iPhone, you just open up the settings and select accessibility. After you select accessibility, you're going to select display and text size. And once you're in the display and text size, you're going to scroll about two thirds of the way down on that page and just select color filters. And in color filters, you turn on grayscale. That's it. Takes about 20 seconds. I can do it really quickly now. Um, the only thing that was a little difficult for me to get used to was everything is in black and white, including my camera and pictures app. So if I try to look at pictures I've taken or take a picture, it's in black and white and I have to turn it off if I want to see it in color. So that's a little bit of a challenge, but I have gotten really good at minimizing the amount of time it takes me to switch back and forth, but it creates enough resistance that I don't, I don't go in and turn off the grayscale unless I really need to, because it works. It's not as interesting. I am not motivated to continue scrolling and looking at it because I, it's just very dull. It's like watching an old black and white TV. It's like, eh. All right, there's, you know, life is living color. I don't need to go on my phone to get that interest fired up when it's in grayscale. So that's my celebration tied in with some ADHD friendly tips. If you'd also like to explore ways to get off of your phone a little bit more frequently. All right, so let's shift into our topic for this week. Two of them. The first one is ADHD friendly Thanksgiving tips. So I every year have a section that I pull out of my personal owner's manual, my POM, P-O-M, that has all of the traditions and um, little hacks that I've captured over the years that work for me for Thanksgiving. Because it's once a year, it's one of my favorite things um, to use my POM for is those, those things that do only happen annually because they're so hard for our brain to remember the details for them when we only do it once a year. So when I went into my palm, I found some pretty sparkly things. I found my list detailed with who does what. My husband and I pretty much make everything for Thanksgiving for our meal, but we have it broken out by who does what. And then I wrote down like all the specific steps for what we make. And my husband made this beautiful spreadsheet. You guys, if you listen to my podcast, you know, I love a spreadsheet and it just shows who's doing the different tasks and what time. So we can like back it up and adjust it based on what time you want to eat. And it tells, you know, what the temperature is for the oven, how long it's going to need to cook. So it just kind of backwards plans it. So we know what time we need to start and what time dinner will be ready. It worked like a absolute gem last Thanksgiving. So this was really exciting. I knew there was something like this in there, but I couldn't remember all the details that were captured so stinking sparkly. I love it. And then I also have in my personal owner's manual, 
pictures. So like an example is I have a picture of the little buffet I set up. It just helps me remember what order I put things in, what serving utensils I used, what casserole dishes I used for which recipe. Every year I found myself trying to recall what, what did I make the sweet potato casserole in? Did I make the stuffing in that? Or did I make the green bean casserole in that? Having a picture answers all those questions. I have it written out in the instructions, but a picture as I've talked about many, many times is so much more ADHD friendly for my, my brain and anyone's brain that is a visual processor because I don't have to read a bunch of words. I just look at the picture and it tells me what to do. So I love, love, love that that's in there, but there was something missing from my palm that I realized I want to intentionally add this year. And that's a grocery shopping list because we do make the rest, the same recipes every year. I need the same ingredients every year. Why don't I have a master list that's already in my palm? So I already know what I need to buy, or I can check against it to see what I already have. And what do I need to buy? I'm doing it. I'm doing it this year. I'm adding it to my personal owner's manual in my Thanksgiving section. So I will have it next year to use to go grocery shopping with. And that's what a personal owner's manual is all about. It's capturing your systems and processes in the way that work for you, and then just adjusting it so that it continues to improve and level up your ADHD brain wiring. The other tip that I'm trying out this year that I want to share is taking post-it notes and there's so many uses for post notes. They're one of my absolute favorite external visual concrete tools, but using it to help people who want to be helpful in making the Thanksgiving meal, but thinking about it ahead of time to support your future self to be able to manage that request. So what I experience often is somebody will offer to help. I can't think of anything in the moment. I'm kind of in a zone. And so I'm just like, oh, everything's good. I've got this under control. Just go sit and relax and enjoy yourself. But it would be helpful if I thought about it in advance. So I'm going to, on a cabinet, put post-it notes with what could be done if somebody's looking to help in some way. So I just have some examples I'm going to share. I have maybe set the table, peel potatoes, and I'll have a bowl with the potatoes and a peeler set out. So there they are. Just take it off the cabinet and go do the task. When it's taken off the cabinet, I know it's being done or it's finished. And I can also see what still needs to be done. Somebody can light the candles. Somebody can uh, decorate nameplates. This is something my kids have liked to do over the years where I ask them to make a different name card for each person that's dining with us that year. And they get all, get all into you know decorating and getting a craft activity going. So that keeps them occupied. Um, maybe setting up beverages or setting up the buffet table. So you know I have the picture. So if I can have the picture, please go and Set it up so it's going to just follow the template of the picture. And the other thing, and this is a, a thing I've already used it for, uh, another example of post notes is if you have chores that need to be done leading up to a holiday or company coming, you're having a party or you know people over for the holidays, putting out what needs to be done so people can literally take the stickies off. I like to keep this somewhere like in the kitchen where I can see. Um, and our, we have like a central little like landing spot where we have a dry erase board. So I would put the stickies on there and just move them from one side is to do and one side can be to is done. So I can still see, I can see the progress of what's getting finished, but also what still needs to be finished. So it could be like somebody can take like, oh, I'm going to clean the bathroom. Nobody's going to take that, but 
<laughs> may need to throw dollars. Sometimes I'll put a dollar amount on there to kind of up the ante and um, make it more interesting. I'm like, hey, if you do it, I'll give you five bucks right here and now. Um, vacuum the stairs, clean the windows. Um, something that always needs to be done when I'm having company, wipe down the baseboards. It's like the time that the baseboards get clean. So just remembering that that's one of the tasks. And again, another way to use sticky notes. Post-it notes are such a great, great ADHD-friendly tool. I just wanted to highlight a couple of ways to they can be used to support holiday planning and getting things checked off with a little bit more ease around the holidays. All right. Now time horizons. So we've talked about time management being impacted with ADHD brain wiring. Almost everybody that has ADHD is impacted in their own ability to um, manage time, estimate time accurately, plan for the time you have available to use it efficiently. Really a challenge. And part of time management is also your time horizon. And your time horizon is how far into the future you can see. So a lot of people with ADHD might only see a couple of days or a week, um, maybe two weeks, where somebody that doesn't have ADHD can see much further than that. They may be able to see multiple weeks to a couple of months without really needing a lot of external tools. We often do need those external concrete tools to be able to see further into the future and manage time with more ease. So if something's not happening until the middle of December, it can feel like that's like forever because I can't see it. But if I can look at a calendar, I can manage it with a little bit more ease. So I just want to share how I do that in order to just make sure I'm not over committing what I want to do or what I'm asked to do with the actual time I have to do it. So a couple of tools here, I'm going to, again, I'm going to be holding up some pictures. If you want to check it out on my YouTube channel, you'll be able to see them. So the first is my weekly planning sheet. I just like to write down what needs to be done. And this is just you know Monday through Friday of Thanksgiving week, just to get a sense of that week, if it's not done, what still needs to be done? What's the overall plan for the week? Who's coming in to visit? When do they arrive? Just so I have that really easy way to glance and check it out. And I even put a little flag here to remind me to make my grocery list. So when I go shopping that week, I'm making a master list that I want to intentionally put into my personal owner's manual when I get finished shopping. And then because the end of the year is when my brain can actually magically see time or I'm kind of drawn into my concrete tools with a lot more urgency because I can feel the year wrapping up. So the end of 2022 is in less than two months. And whether it's to navigate the holidays more, with more ease or because you want to be aware of what you're trying to finish up before the end of this year, stretching your time horizon with a concrete visual is really, really helpful in order to do that. So I have blank, I took blank monthly calendars that I make and I just wrote them out for November and December. And I wrote down the hard appointments. Now I work all week, Mondays through Fridays. So I pretty much have the weekends to get the tasks done, except for Thanksgiving week and the week of Christmas when I take off. I'm on vacation those weeks. So when I look at what I'm trying to get done, I can block in what I already know I do because over the years I've done this each year. So I know when I wrap gifts, I know when I mail help, when I'm doing my holiday cards, when I write my newsletter, those kinds of things, I know when I need to have them done so I can get them in the mail in plenty of time. 
um, before the holidays, but there's also things I don't, I resist putting on the calendar because I don't know when I'm going to do it. And I don't want to waste energy and time planning a specific weekend. If I don't even know if it's possible for me to do it that weekend. So those things, I just use little post-it flags and I write what the task is. And when I go to do it, so my example here will be maybe, um, buy stocking stuffer gifts. Maybe I'm going to put it, I'm going to try to do it here for this weekend on the fifth. And then if I can't, I can move it to the next weekend. I have time. I literally can just move it down instead of having to cross off and make a big mess, which will, for me, because I'm very visual, get in the way of me looking at my calendar because it'll become too cluttered. So I just notice what's going to help me to see it. And so if I get a request to maybe um, go to a potluck and bring a dish and I can look and see, it, number one, am I free that time? But also, do I have the time to go and still do the things I'm trying to get into my schedule. So I'm feeling like I can enjoy it and I'm not feeling pressured and kicking myself. Like, why did I commit to that as well? Having external concrete visual tools stretches our time horizon and it makes it so that you're no longer, I think of it as flying blind because you can see what's coming up and you can manage it with more ease and use it to support yourself, to hold boundaries around your time when you need them, but also to lean in and say yes to things that you'd like to participate in because you can see that you have the time to do it. All right. So now I'm going to share a quick social um, update. So I have my 22 outings in 2022 goal. Um, if you haven't heard me talk about this, I just have a list of 22 lines that every time I do a social outing, I write it down and I check it off. And my goal was to have 22, about two every month was my goal um, this year. And I've done all different kind of examples of things that I count as social outings. Some really stretch the definition of a social outing, but my goal was just to be more intentionally social, to really work on my social skills. Social skills are often impacted with ADHD, and I wanted to mindfully and intentionally put myself back out there. And I knew by making a list that I could see and putting a really concrete but doable goal of twice a month, I could look for things that I could then commit to and check off. And just to kind of flex that muscle, build up my social muscle. And what I noticed was um, I feel really good about my list, but I'm going to be changing some things in 2023. So I'll share that. I'm going to do a 23 and 2023 episode when we get closer into the new year, at the beginning of the new year. And I, I already identified a couple of things just from what I'm noticing from this year's experiment, what I want to do to stretch myself just a little bit more next year. So I'm feeling like I'm getting a little bit of muscle buildup and I can take a little bit more, but I don't want to over commit and do something that is going to overwhelm me and get in the way of me continuing to build this muscle. So just celebrating that I've got 20 of the 22 and I'm feeling really confident I will meet my goal. And then I'll be able to tweak it and make it work, hopefully even more next year to continue building that social skills muscle. And that's it. So I'm just going to quickly recap. I shared my cell phone win and the ADHD friendly tips that helped me to do it with um, keeping it out of reach in the evenings and switching the settings to grayscale. So it's not the bright color that's very sparkly. It's dull and literally grayscale so that it's not 
something I'm looking and, and being pulled into looking at. And if I do pick up my phone and look at it, it's not very interesting. So I don't tend to stay on it. it it's almost like, oh, I don't want to look at that anymore because real life is so much more interesting, which is kind of nice. <laughs> And then I shared my Thanksgiving tips, including using my personal owner's manual to capture the traditions and systems that we follow for the holidays, and even how I'm upping those um, systems to include my grocery list for next year. And then I talked about time horizons and how to use external concrete visual tools to support you to see the time you have and support yourself to be able to use it in the way that you're intending to use it. So the holidays are hopefully the way that you want them to be, or you're finishing out 2022 in the way that you'd like to see yourself wrapping up this year. And then I just shared my update for my 20 social outings so far in 2022. Two to go. I'm totally going to do it. And next week, I'm going to be talking about holiday-related tolerations. So tolerations, as a reminder, are anything that drain your energy. And in the holidays, we tend to have a lot of them. They can be anything from clutter that is just draining our energy every time we we walk by it or we see it or even family members people friends and loved ones can drain our energy they could be people that we're tolerating for different reasons so i'm going to share some examples and adhd friendly tips to navigate them until then tally ho